You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike and here, host, back with another episode up in Arcadia today at a wonderful development called Prairie at Post. And I want to live in here now after driving through the neighborhood. It's a fantastic day in Oklahoma. The sun's shining, and, well, because I love real estate, I just have a passion for great houses, and, and now I'm currently in one, and... I'd love to live here one day. Not in your house, but, you know, something like it. But uh, my guests today, uh, Callie and Will, uh, mother-daughter, mother-son, sorry, Will, mother-son <laughs> duo. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your family business and, um, or I guess family business, but also, I mean, the family's very entrepreneurial and you know, Jeremy's been on the podcast multiple times. So it's a no shock to me that uh, you guys have started multiple businesses and um, are very good at those businesses that you've started. So before we dive into that, uh, dive into the farm said, tell me a little bit about, um, just a little bit about you guys, about yourselves, um, just to give people listening some context. So. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Well, thanks for having us on. It's exciting to yeah, share. Yeah, glad we got to do this. I know you, yeah. we were, we've sent follow-up messages to each other the same day, so we clearly it was on the mind. It was. Yeah. That was that was interesting. Well, I let's start with the Prairie at Post. Um, I actually, by degree, am a dental hygienist, but was also a stay-at-home mom, and have always had a little entrepreneurial side gig that I called a nap time business, and. But as my kids have all grown, they are 21, 23, 25 currently. And so they are branching out into their entrepreneurial ventures, and it's a good time for me to continue. So as we developed the prairie, I just learned a lot about construction and design and had always done some design, but really learned construction with doing the entrance, the gardens, the meeting house, um, being a part of the architectural building codes for all the homes. And so when that finished and I recovered, I thought, what's next? And I did a couple remodels, which were great, but you leave those. The people 
have a better marriage and a beautiful home and you walk away and I thought the next thing I do I definitely want to be a part of and have some longevity in and um, Jeremy is an only child and his has a wonderful legacy within his family his grandparents um, passed away but lived to their late 90s in a home that he had built as a wedding gift to his bride and after a couple of years of us renting out their home, um, we decided we'd give it a second purpose, along with his parents in agreement to the idea. And so Jeremy and I purchased the property, and it's two acres with a house, what were dog kennels, and what was what we called Papa's shop. It had all these John Deere tractors and tools parked in it its entire life. But uh, we purchased that property, uh, and it's wrapped in a thousand acres of our family farm. So it's a working farm. And so I stepped in really with just the mindset of this will be a great construction project that I have ownership in. So in 10 months, we renovated the, what is now the bridal house, groomsmen's quarters, farmstead offices, catering kitchen, and a 2,400-square-foot venue that also has outdoor patios the same size, a wedding tree that 200-plus guests can be seated under the shade of, and loved the process of construction and design and remodel on that. And when we finished and started booking events, um, I quickly realized, one, I should have been doing hard hat tours like all of my family had recommended, but um, people, our first weddings came through when I think it was sheetrock and could see the vision. And now we are 11 months in and have quite a few weddings under our belt and so many other amazing things that we can get into. But yeah. um, the operation side has been surprising to me. I love the tours. I love hearing, you know, the wedding engagement stories, meet the corporations and wanting to gather their people. So I'm still in when I thought I would replace myself. And um, that's where we are today, my yeah, summary. Yeah. Will, tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, um, so I, with the, on the farmstead sense, I just jumped in whenever we were starting to renovate and, and really get things rolling. Uh, but as a, a, a operations guy, and so I feel like I always... Um, in, in the startups or projects, I always was the operations guy. And so it was just a natural fit in our, um, kind of the start of the farmstead. And so getting all of the, the backend stuff figured out and really learning as I feel like that's the season I'm in is just continuous learning. And so it's been an awesome opportunity, uh, but also really interesting and, and helpful as my wife is in the wedding industry. So she gets berated with a lot of questions, oh, I'm but, sure. um, you get to, you yes, get to thank use you, that. Bailey, yes, yeah. all your help. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, but in this process, you know, newly married in April of 2023 and, um, we're living here in Edmond and she works at Aspen ranch. And so we are just jumped into the wedding world, which is, um, you know, something I didn't think I would be in, but it's been fun, especially as a family business. I actually took a class in college, uh, my last semester called family business. And it was, a, it was kind of helpful, but it really like helped me jump into the, the realm of, okay, you know, I didn't think I'd be doing this, but this is really yeah. great. And yeah. it's, and it's really fun whenever, um, you know, 
think we do a good job of communication and Mm -hmm. separating, you know, work from actual family time and really enjoying everyone in the whole entire process. So, yeah. And we work really well together. We that's, always that's have, probably the but main thing. we probably had no idea that we actually would be. Yeah. Right. And I so appreciate Will. I, I appreciate all the trades that have helped us, but he's like them on steroids. So demo, we would save up things. And as he's balancing, you know, sitting behind his computer working, like those days that he gets to come out and destroy things for to make it better, he can do it 10 times faster than anybody else. And as a mom, it, I, it's like he is when he was a little boy. I'm like recording him kick down cinder block walls, you know? <laughs> so it's, that makes it really fun because he really does make everything fun. And um, on the operations side, he doesn't, I'd probably share more detail, but I do not want to research contracts and legal and all of that. And he has handled all of those things that allow me to enjoy being a partner in operating. So I appreciate all that labor intensive work and researching and, you know, talking with other venues. And it's been a collaborative effort for sure from venues in California to venues in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It's really been a neat process to realize we're not in competition. We can refer to each other and support each other. And it's been really neat. Yeah. yeah I was speaking to someone the other day that was going to a wedding, um, maybe last weekend. And, you know, they said that these people are flying. They were, I think they were catering or something like that at this wedding. And I said, well, tell me about it. And they were at this random venue in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. And these people are flying in from like somewhere in America to be at this venue because of the aesthetic of the venue. Looks like some French chateau or whatever. And I was like, it's mad that like people will fly to Oklahoma instead. Of, obviously, it's a lot cheaper than flying to France. Sure. But at the same time, like that, you know, there's no limits to what you can design and what you can do. And you, know, you can scour Pinterest for whatever you want, look at the trends, and then you know, build something that someone in America. I mean, weddings. The main thing we take away from weddings is photos and videos, right? Mm-hmm. And they want that aesthetic. So I thought that was crazy that they were traveling, you know, to Oklahoma for a wedding. Like most people, just get married in state. But an out of state, an out of state wedding in Oklahoma, you know, a destination wedding in Oklahoma is not something <laughs> you think yeah, you'd hear, right? You hear. So um, before we dive into the wed- the the farmstead stuff, Will, you went to OU, right? Yes, you I were did. an athlete at OU. Yes, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was a decathlete at the University of Oklahoma. Um, you know. Didn't didn't know what that was going into it, but uh, my my I was a hurdler here at OCS in Edmond, and uh, my coach just talked to me at state, and he was like, "Hey, have you ever heard of the decathlon?" I was like, "What?" I had no idea, and uh, ended up going and and being able to walk on at the University of Oklahoma, and the the coach had a a gift of taking athletes and turning them into decathletes. And so I was able to be part of that process for all four years. And uh, I think I still have a little bit of eligibility left, but um, that COVID (laughs) year, yeah, yeah, that was a crazy season. You got to compete in the big 12. Yeah. Yeah. I got to compete in the big 12 championships a couple of times. And um, now it was awesome. Got to meet people. I mean, it's a very diverse team. So you just meet some friends from all over the world and, uh, I mean, have a blast in the process. What are you thinking when you, you know, you're you're a hurdler and your coach says, hey, you know, do you want to add nine other events to this? Like, <laughs> yeah. What is what is going it, through your head at that time? It was kind of like, all right, let's do it because I I at track meets I would just kind of try any event. It was a pretty new small track team, and so if 
we needed to throw a shot, I would try a shot. And so it was more of just the, the opportunity to compete mm-hmm. and, and be able, be able to do many different things. It was really like, you know, we didn't get bored because you do something different every single day, mm-hmm. whether you're pole vaulting or javelin, high jumps, hurdles. So, um, yeah, but some of the, my best friends to this day are still that the Catholic group, That's our awesome. main, our main crew. Yeah, so, yeah. Really so obviously with, you know, with entrepreneurial parents, entrepreneurial family, you're coming out of college. You probably don't think you're going to be in the wedding business. Yeah. And, and, and you got to have a hat on that says six summers, which I know you're very involved in. So mm-hmm. give, before we dive into the stuff, build yeah. some, build some context for people listening of like what your kind of entrepreneurial journey has been up until this point. Yeah. 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 So, uh, part of six summers, um, and that's the, the company that my dad and I started, uh, for dads, uh, part of my six summers of my dad kind of apprenticing me was at the age of 15, uh, you start a business, whether, uh, it's my sister selling cards on Etsy or doing video production. Uh, I chose to do the auto detailing route. And so it was all American auto detailing. We had a massive Eagle on our very patriotic, very patriotic. And, uh, it was just mobile auto detailing. And one of my buddies, uh, got his license before me and we got after it and we did learned a lot, but failed a lot, but, uh, some very hot Oklahoma summer details. Yeah. And then you realize you're like, man, detailing a car in the summer. It's not fun to detail cars. It's (laughs) It's actually hard work. Yeah. But, uh, that was my first experience really, um, other than selling toys to my sisters, but, uh, (laughs) which we eliminated. Yeah. Which got banned very quickly. We're like, no more selling things to your sister. Yeah. 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 Data paying for this. Exactly. Well, thing. one, the toys yeah. were free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true entrepreneurial. Paid you know, right hey, it, was, it was free. Um, but then, kind of in college, just focused on track and would work uh, at Canacuck Camps, which was a big uh, kind of foundational place for me. And then also, I interned at Simple Modern. Okay. And Mike Beckham was my mentor all through college and just. He actually did our wedding, but, um, he wow. is, uh, he taught me so much about business and how to do it in just a completely different way than what I was learning even at school. And so, um, it, it was just a really unique experience and I had planned to go work there after, uh, after college as I was currently working there in the summer, but, uh, really felt called to do six summers as uh, a few dads came to us and were really longing for it and, and saw the need and we we, uh, knew kind of our process of how he went through being intentional with me and, and how we could do it for, or help really partner with dads and really partner with all dads in Oklahoma to set out on this adventurous journey of, of making the most out of the time you have left with your kids, whether you're 13, whether they're eight or whether they're 17, picking a picking out their next stages of life. And so, uh, it's been a really fun journey and we're just trying to inspire dads to join and, and be a part of it. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly, when this, when this, uh, farmstead idea comes around, how does it start? What's like the first kind of domino that falls that thinks, you know what, I think we should be in the event business. It really did start as more a project mm-hmm. for me. Um, because I am more present focused, so I can do tasks in front of me all day long. So the challenge of um, renovating it, I just thought we'll hire a team to manage this. And, um, but it really came 
back to valuing the family farm, the legacy of it being a, a wedding gift to, you know, Dolores Kubitschek, you know, in 1947. And realizing that how amazing would it be when you think of they were married 72 years. My in-laws have been married 55 years. Jeremy and I have been married 28 Will's been married six months. You know, like we <laughs> yeah. believe in long, healthy marriages, um, but we've also done a lot of corporate events in our world and creating a space that Oklahomans and our local giants even can gather and have a space to use. So it's been really fun um, to try to balance that all. We're not just weddings and we are a venue and we offer so many different things. It's been really neat to host high school reunions from, you know, the 40s. <laughs> And like last night, we had a cookie decorating class and we'll, we'll do a lot of team retreats where they can meet in as a smaller team in the house. And it expands out to the whole company for a big dinner in the evenings. And so the variety of it is really neat. And I, it's taught me that I don't have to do it all. Like in, in what we've done as a company or what we've done as a family, we host, we decorate, we clean up, we, you know. And so building out a team was really a neat new challenge for me. We have a local giant who was like, okay, Kelly, I'm praying for the, your tribe, <laughs> which is yeah. my cleaning crew and my tradesmen and future employees who will help manage. You know, we, when I got to my like 25th bride of needing to know their date, what they're wanting, their timeline, all that, I was like, it's time for me to get some help <laughs> because one, I want to know their faces. I want to know their story. And so I think that's the heart behind what we're bringing is this is not just let's book up every day of the year. It's really, we didn't know we'd be in the venue business. We're really enjoying it. So how do we keep it a healthy balance that the people who are choosing our venue have an amazing experience and the people we bring into work with that it adds value. Um, for Shawnee, it's been great to know we're job creators. You know, we've hired all local tradesmen and um, that's been interesting. It really worked out well, but I've, I know our Edmund tradesmen, you know, and some, it's, it's a big stretch for them to go drive to Shawnee every day and help you with this new project. And so it was kind of like building a new team and I'm getting off on a tangent, but it's all right. No, you're good. Um, Tom, but there's a lot, yeah, there's the, a lot there when you, well, when you're hands on. And when you said like, you know, you know, you hadn't been in the event business before this, but you've always hosted and you've always, you know, you've always done this stuff. It is obviously different when you're hosting at your own house or you're hosting work parties for giant um, or any other thing that you guys do. But when you turn it into a business and you see like profit loss statements, mm -hmm. you're like, Oh no, this is, this is work. You know, it's not just, yes. yeah, I get to host and I get to run around and, yes. you know, we'll get some paper plates. Mm -hmm. I don't want to throw, throw them out in the trash. I don't want to do any cleaning up, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, but now, like you said, you want to get to know the brides who are having their wedding mm -hmm. day and it doesn't matter. It's not about booking every day and no. turn and burn and mm -hmm. just like, you know, it's like when you're in a restaurant and they kind of like take the, the tablecloth off and there's like five ready to go underneath. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, it's, you know, That's actually a good right? idea. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> idea. Uh, and they're very fast at doing it. Um, but no, it's awesome. So obviously the building is special. Tell me about the building. Well, the interesting thing is it was, you know, a very, very well-built house. I think we mentioned yeah. in our demo and construction process, it was 
solid, built with hammered nail and a handsaw. And yeah, he didn't believe in in uh, in a nail gun, and he so he would just do a hammer and nails, even though he had access to all that. So, uh, yeah. but it was built well. I mean, it was. The, the, the boards would break before the nails okay. came out. Yeah, and I think it's most of our clients now just walk in and see the end result. Um, the process there is always challenging. I think it's easy to look from a distance and go, they just build businesses and they do decide to do a venue. Well, you don't see behind the scenes of the from the Prairie at Post. We're on it, like I mentioned, a different lot than we picked from the beginning. Um, at the Farmstead the barn, which is no longer a barn, it's now a venue. We've kind of upgraded it from that. But seven days in, the roof blows off in an 84-mile-an-hour wind gust. And we had not planned on any roof, you know, or damage to the structure that we were just going to bring beauty to. So I thankfully can have the attitude of like, well, the Lord must have wanted us to have a new roof. So instead of it feeling like a setback, it's like an upgrade that we didn't expect. And then you go, okay. And, and kind of stepping in like that, going, that's a big expense. And, but we're not doing this alone when we take on things. And yeah. um, so. So, but well, and to that point, right? People just see you guys like, oh, they start businesses and they've started wedding venue, but this is family land. This is the this this place yes. means so much to the family. It does, and it's just nice that you can continue that legacy on. Yes, and you know the 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 whole reason that it was built, right, as a gift for you know kind of for his bride. Mm-hmm. So like you, that just ties into everything. Um, what, what what do you find other than the the fact that it's a gift and it was built in 1947? What do you find special, and what do you think that people are drawn to when they come see it? I was just thinking about this. There's two things. Um, one, on, a, on the wedding side, everybody committing to marriage wants a long, healthy marriage that they leave a legacy of. And to get to be a part or start your wedding in a setting that there's so much of that history is encouraging to every tour we give. Even if they don't get married there, we share that story. On the, the other side, for their guests and even for our corporate, all our other events that we do, just being out in nature where you can look over the thousand acres, it's you know green with wheat in the winter, we're planting corn this next year, it's peaceful and we get a lot of, that's wheat. <laughs> like no, people who haven't just been able to walk and touch a wheat field. There's something so soothing and comforting. Even if you're on an executive team and you're there to work, it it clears your mind. It's a clear mind space to just step away from the city, step away from a conference room and still get a lot accomplished in a really restoring setting. So that is probably our biggest offering, no matter what your event is, is, and the guests, we had a wedding in August that it was 108 degrees and it, it was a beautiful wedding. I told the bride, these people love you. They all showed up for your outdoor wedding. <laughs> and it, it, it made for beautiful pictures in that heat, but people still walked from point A to point B. Not They could have driven, but just that setting makes people want to be out in it. And I think that's one thing that we have to offer that really kind of sets us apart, too. Yeah. Well, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think... A big one is it's it's Oklahoma skies. I mean that's that's easy to to say, but you just get the beautiful backdrop of an amazing sunset every night. Uh, but also it's like 
there's, there's, we tried to make it as accessible and uh, as comfortable as possible for everyone. And so, especially like the groomsmen, they get for their wedding, they get the entire groomsmen quarters. So you can hang out, watch a game, go do whatever really, but you actually have a space. Uh, and the same for the brides is they have an entire house for their bridal party and family. And so it's like ultimate comfort to make memories. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think one of the biggest things that keeps on coming to my head is, you know, just as generations go on, this, this was our family farm. I'm the fifth generation. And so I think 1907 was whenever they came and, and bought the land and, then it's just been generations have been farming it. And then my dad wasn't, isn't going to farm it. I'm not going to farm it. And so we're trying yeah. to keep it alive, you yeah. know, cause you're not, you're not building in if you're crumbling. Well, and that's, that's quite common too, right? It's like the, as far, you know, not many things get past the third generation in a family business, but also like, you know, farming's not easy. No, right? no. And, and it's very hard work and full time of all time. And it's, you know, it's, very unrewarding sometimes in the agriculture world and you know a lot of people I know in the agriculture world in Oklahoma and I mean they need praise more than anyone I think (laughs) right depending on the weather especially in Oklahoma but um how are you at driving a tractor I'm pretty good yeah Yeah. now semi I haven't been given that baton has not been passed but yeah (laughs) combine that's because I've secretly had (laughs) yeah yeah probably driving a hundred thousand pounds I mean overloaded semi on I-40 you know Um, and when he says that they're not Jeremy and Will currently to this day help with every harvest they're yeah, out there yeah. driving yeah. the combines but it's not they're eight, nine to five or no, it won't no, be like their full-time role yeah, yeah. Full-time yeah. Role. and we can we can get it done pretty quick with all three of us yeah so yeah. that's uh, cool that's to have fun. that much about like have a have enough involvement in yes what it, it matters and it yeah. shows that you care but not too much to that it's like you know just a job yeah right? no it's <laughs> we make it really fun yeah. and and it's a you know June 10th or June 11th? Yeah, somewhere around somewhere there. around there. But every year, it's Second about the week same. Of June, yeah, and mm-hmm. September, October, November, yep. depending on the weather. Depending on the weather. <laughs> depending on the weather. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, tell me what, like, you know, being in the event space and and doing all these corporate events, weddings. What, what's kind of like the key things that you've learned during this? Like, what what things that people might not even understand or might not even thought that know that maybe common misconceptions or just things that have evolved as you've done this business um, since you've been doing it? That's a good question. I think we have been in the process of like building out what we do and don't do. We we went in going we are just the venue, you know, but. As you're building out your clientele, not everybody comes with a big budget and a wedding coordinator and a florist and a, you know, and so um, realizing that there can be beautiful weddings that family and friends are a part of and, um, but also not overstepping in. I, I say my job at this one is to unlock the door close my hands and be available, which I can tend to step in and try to help on everything, but setting those boundaries and also building out, we've let it grow with us. Like I was just buying more linens because originally we were like, we don't do linens. Well, we do enough events that we need linens. And so we're, as the need grows, as we need, we have, you know, seating of gold shivari chairs and tables for 200 but now we are doing more outdoor weddings where we need additional chairs so just learning and growing with our growth 
that helps our client um, so that they don't have to rent a million things. And um, even learning our offerings, we've partnered really well in that to go. Originally, you're like, this is what we do. This is what we cost. And this is, and then you realize, well, someone doesn't need the 14 hours. Other, but how do you book and space that out, that it is a functional business that covers itself and... I feel like we've done a good job. We usually call each other um, and just agree that we're on the same page before we commit to our pricing packages. But we probably personalize our pricing a lot more to the specific event than everybody wants a package. But with Pinterest and Instagram and everything, they really don't want a package. They want their personalized. So we are trying to build out packages that let us kind of morph into their ideas without us providing a basic cake and basic yeah. flowers. And we're like, we don't want, we want you to have your personal event. Yeah. Whether you're staying the night, the night yeah. before or yeah. staying the night of. We do have quite a few like bride and bridesmaids stay over the night after rehearsal dinner. And um, we have two different spaces that can bride and groom can stay on wedding night. And that's been kind of fun to just create that be our package build out more than this is what you get for your wedding and it looks like last week's. <laughs> you know, yeah. we we don't we want it to be custom. And so any input on that one too? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the the fun part is kind of planning and dreaming about what we can add next. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have quite a bit of space. And so there's, there's plenty of other options for people to have outdoor ceremony areas or even going to fish as a groomsman or have other activities. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been crazy to see it go from, Oh, that's my great grandparents place to yeah. this whole entire uh, operation that is night and day, yes. you know, and it's beautiful and modern and yeah. really cool. Yeah. Well, and then like I said, you're, you're, you know, you're in the business of like, everyone's happy. Right, everyone's, it's such a cool business to be in because you get to see everyone's big day, everyone's special moment, and you see great grand or grand crying her eyes out, or and you get to see like the six month old baby that is never going to remember, but she's in all the photos. Like you get to see everything, which is such yeah. a cool special thing. And you know, you're talking about like over time, just kind of figuring out other services you need to add, but also they're all revenue streams too, mm -hmm. so they all add to the business, right? Like the linens or the fishing or whatever yeah. it is. It's it's. Um, you know, depending on what people's budgets and also you're right with the packages, like people just, you know, they want some customization to make them feel special. And mm -hmm. if you're willing and you have the perfect size of location to do that, right? Because there are that size is another issue too, right? You can have a space that's like, guys, like we could make this customized, we could customize it for you, but the size of your wedding, it's going to cost a lot of money. But, you know, and then there's other sides on, you know, people have 50 people show up and you're like, we can do whatever you want. Yeah, we're yeah. doing a, a it will be a beautiful December wedding, but it, you know, the risk of it being cold and they have, have 200 coming and it'll, we're doing a flip and, and there's not very often that weather-wise you need to do that, but because um, normally we have, you know, an outdoor wedding, indoor reception or wedding tree wedding. Um, there's so many options, but there are those winter months where um, we've got a team that can make it happen seamlessly and beautifully, and that's coming up soon. So, Tell me about, yeah. the, tell me about the wedding tree. Dive into that. It's... That's entrepreneur Jeremy like promoting all of our offerings while, while we're 
<laughs> well, it's not even finished yet. Yeah, but it's just, it's actually a cluster of three, I don't even know how old they are, over 100-year-old pecan trees. Yeah. And they're just, you can go on our Instagram um Farmstead venue and look, but we have some beautiful wedding photos from that. And it's just this huge canopy that's tall enough that, you know, six foot something guys can just walk under it. So Mm -hmm. our August wedding, we had almost, we had 185 people seated under it and where you don't even know there's a wedding under there until you get under there so it's very magical I'm waiting for a brave winter bride to do an evening wedding wrap it in white lights and have all their guests for coats so if you're out there listening just give me a call yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone's giving you a, a lot of fair coats yeah, I, yeah. right? I think that's one thing that yeah. keeps it interesting with our hospitality and even you know in Giant we did events with 15,000 people. It does, I think that gives us the mindset that we can do 200. We can do, Mm -hmm. you know, more than that even. Um, It it makes it seem possible. Um, One thing that we are booking in the spring that is very unique to, I think, our venue and our farm is harvest dinners in the wheat field. There's like one week a year where the, you know, the wheat's turning from green to golden and we just carve out narrow paths. So we have a couple bookings in the spring, um, but we would love to fill that out because of the amazing experience oh, yeah. that it is. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you've seen a bunch of weddings and events and stuff done. What has been some of like the highlights? What have been some of the things that you've seen people do at weddings? You think, oh, that's so cool. Like whether it's bringing pizza at midnight or McDonald's fries or whatever it is. Um, you can tell I'm thinking about food. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, just like the way they take photos. Or, I mean, just what stood out to you that's kind of new or a new, you know, something that's been done that like you know it's working with the we don't work closely with the photographers but it's a major partnership because they make they bring so many unique ideas that as a you know mom my age I don't keep up with those trends necessarily so I'm always being introduced to the neat things that they are doing and that's really helpful I also think like in the wedding showers baby showers those are more Amazon type parties, you know, and it's impressive the the ideas that people bring that they've thought of every detail. And so that's always inspiring to me as the one who, as a gift, I'm not doing the, those details. Yeah. It's really fun to watch all the boxes come out and all the details come apart that make for making people feel special. Um, it is amazing to how many first birthday parties People want to be able to invite as many as they can, so many surprise birthdays, um, even just getting to be a part of fundraisers. Like when OBU was hit by the tornado, we were able to do a fundraiser with them, a lot of other nonprofits. I think it is, as a homeowner in Shawnee, again, like Jeremy grew up there, but now we are a part of the community again, it's really neat to get to know the community through them coming and doing events with us. And a lot of those are the nonprofits or the local businesses, banks that are doing their Christmas parties with us. It's the variety, but it's introducing us where if we were just a citizen living in a house, we may not, we would slowly build those relationships, but we're getting to meet the entire company. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one, another one of those things that you thought, I had no idea I would enjoy it. 
Yeah, and you're, you know, people go drive by and they see, oh, it's just the Kubitschek farm has a thousand acres and they're doing nothing with it other than farming wheat and stuff. Or it's the wedding venue mm-hmm. that everyone knows that's, you know, not just wedding venue, but corporate stuff that like, this is a community center, you know, and it's, it, you know, we're, hopefully they think they're fortunate to have it in their own backyard, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, it's like I said, OBU and Shawnee is, it's, not a lot of people like to drive out there because they think it's a little bit too far, right? Which it really isn't. No, I have had to prepare myself that every tour, they're a good 10 to 20 minutes early Mm -hmm. and they all get out of the car and go, this didn't take as long as I thought. And I literally am ready 30 minutes early because they all are early, which is great, you know, but it's it's almost comical to hear it because everybody thinks it's so far and it's two stop signs and a trip down I-40. You know, it's not difficult at all. And there are so many even hotels along the way that make it easy. And Will, is there anything back to just things, events that have happened that people have done, cool stuff, do you think, wow, that's just the highlight moment? I mean, uh, I think seeing the wedding tree in action for the first time was really cool. Uh, Just like, the pictures show it perfectly, but the amazing crops right behind it with the sunset and everything. And it was like, wow, I, I had a hard time imagining it until I saw the pictures and, and truly saw it. And so I think the, the inspiration from that first wedding to jump in and do the, uh, wedding tree was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, there was another wedding on the patio that outside. And so they, it, it really helped us envision uh, kind of what that could look like. And the patio is the same size as the inter- interior venue. And so plenty of space to do everything. Yeah. But um, the, other, the really shocking thing is seeing how many people are already booking for 2025. Yes. Like, you know... Yeah, we have a long list right now where they're, when we call and say, do you want to schedule a tour? Well, I'm not actually engaged yet. I'll call you back. (laughs) (laughs) And and so it's really fun to go to see their interest and their excitement. And I have a little note, just wait to hear from them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like there's, you know, that's the, the good thing about, you know, the business you're in, right? Is that like, you know, there is everyone's, you know, people are going to get married for the rest of time, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, people want a great wedding venue and a new wedding venue. And, you know, uh, 10 more wedding venues could pop up and you'd still be getting phone calls. Like, you're never going to run out of clients or customers. And it doesn't have to be weddings, right? It's just, you know, corporate parties and birthdays and whatever it is. Like, an event space is needed. And every parent, mother, just gets sometimes tired of hosting. So you're like, come to our space, we'll clean up for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's the beauty of it. But um, what are you excited about going forward into the new year? Well, I, actually, I, but before I say that, holiday season's coming. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Is that is this you know, the first I, Christmas that you We were talking about this, through? yes, that, you know, there are weddings in December, um, but it's probably like not the busiest yeah. season where we are really busy with corporate events, weddings, um, Christmas, parties. Christmas parties, corporate Christmas parties, yeah. kind of family reunion gathering type things, um, birthday parties in December. So it's amazing to look and go, there's a lot of variety in December when you would think it'd just be Christmas parties or it's just be weddings. So I think that's exciting to go. We're ending our year with a lot of variety. And there's even little, 
you know, people aren't booking on Christmas Eve with us, which we probably would say no, but (laughs) it's kind of nice because personally, you know, this next, after tomorrow, this next week is quiet for us as a family. And so when, when we bring that family business in, I think we are being protective of our time to Mm -hmm. have time to gather and not let it steamroll our traditions and our getting together. And, but it's been a healthy balance right now. And I think looking into next year, it's been fun to watch how we were in the beginning letting people know we're here, you know, and now people are coming to us going, is your date, is this date available? You know, and so to even shift to that, that people do know about us, that they've maybe been to something or want it when they do get engaged. It's nice to see that shift to people wanting to come versus us hoping people come. Yeah. And so in such a short amount of time too, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's probably been one of the biggest things for me is just like, Oh man, you know, I'm helping run this thing. Why, why is no one inquiring? You know, and then it's just (laughs) slowly picked up. It is, you know, it is like the 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) I think when we had that conversation, I was like, everybody's at the lake. If you're from Oklahoma, (laughs) no one's thinking about their wedding venue right now. It went to the lake for sure. (laughs) Um, well, that's awesome. It's super exciting. Um, is there anything you, you talk about this, you know, this, this building and this, this land has been in the family for so long. Is there anything that you guys did as a family that's a tradition out there other than harvest? Um, is there anything that you guys did just that you'll continue to do forever at this, this property? Um, one neat thing that we are doing this year, if you think of, you know, we called him Papa the Great, <laughs> Jim Kubitschek, who built the house. He has one living um, sister who's still living. She's 99 this year. And so the Christmas, that side of the family has always had the Christmas party at the right. farm. And so last year was the first year to have it in our venue, and we're having it again this year. And just to, she grew up on that property. And where every, you know, it's just like, our branches, we are expanding out Uh to Edmond and to, you know, Tulsa and all these different areas where that family did the same. Um, It just happened that Jeremy's parents moved back to the farm, chose to live there again. And for that created our opportunity as, you know, in this season of life to buy that property and convert it to a venue. So, but that tradition of gathering people is really a neat part. That's neat. That, that, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's something you, you know, as a family grows and you keep going on and that's a cool spot to have, yes. right? Down yes. there, so. So we look forward to celebrating Marianne and she is making all of the food and the pies oh, yeah, at 99. I mean, so I know she's not really <laughs> like, We actually are trying to help with the food. We're not sure she'll let us. Well, I mean, I highly doubt she has everything drew, written down too, right? They, those recipes are in her head. She's right? done a good job of teaching us. Yeah. I, we've learned, I've gone and made kolaches with her, but it's me making kolaches versus her. We're, we're thankful she's making all of her yeah. family traditions. Yeah, like... I'm a terrible cook. And if I asked my mom to help me cook something, like, well, gave me a recipe. I mean, it's like asking chat GPT to give me something. And then it would be like, it would be a disaster. Um, Cause I can, I get scared turning the cooker on, but I can't imagine how it is when you're with, you know, someone who's 99 years old. It's like, get out of my way. I'm going to do it. And it, you know, it just, anyway, uh, where can people find you? 
Instagram, social media, all yeah, that stuff. Instagram, farmsteadvenue.com, and the handles are all Farmstead Venue. Okay. So that's where to keep up with everything. On social media is probably our main source of mm-hmm. announcements, and there's always events going on, uh, great different times to get married and have uh, events out there depending on the season and depending on what's growing. So. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last question. If there was one event you could have out there that you haven't had out there yet, what would that be? Okay. Here we go. A field concert. Okay. Massive, like huge. We got the room, so bring it. Okay. Yeah. I would probably love to book out like a week solid of every night of harvest dinners just so everyone could experience it. Okay. And we, we can even do as big of a group as you want. Just keep adding long tables. Mm-hmm. So anyone out there that wants to bring, you know, 100 people to eat privately in the field, we, we'd love it. Under amazing Oklahoma skies. Yes, That's right. Oklahoma skies. Oklahoma skies. Yeah. Field, Brilliant. So. Well, guys, thanks so much for inviting me to your home. Uh, thanks for giving me a tour of the house. It's fantastic and excited to see the business grow and the family business. It's so cool to hear the generational story and, um, you know, have this beautiful property so i i would love to come to a farmstead dinner uh i will buy a coat if i have to and <laughs> I mean, it's probably not gonna be cold it's gonna be probably the opposite yeah. but um yeah it's awesome and for people listening i'll put the instagram links and the website in the description and uh, yeah we'll catch you next episode thank Cheers. you thank you Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.